things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? All right. Welcome to Girlfriend It. Sure, you have the moves down. For those of you who are just listening to the podcast, you missed some good dancing here. For those of you who are actually watching the podcast. We're sorry. We apologize. We apologize in advance for that. Uh, today we're going to talk about tragedies into triumph and the one thing I can think about tragedies it's it's when change happens in your life and I will say the one thing that life guarantees for us is change and yet we we know that we will have to deal with change we fear it and I don't know do you think we ever fully embrace change uh, I don't know. Does that happen at some point in my life? Maybe when I'm 85. <laughs> <laughs> or something will change. That's a really good question. Yeah. I don't know that we do embrace it. Like, I think it just, I hate to use the word new normal because that is the worst, you know, phrase ever. But there is something to be said for it goes from this to, okay, now it's this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know what, there's, there's difficult challenges in every season of life. And I do think that you learn from each one. Maybe you don't fall as deep down into the pit, you know, with each one that comes along. But, I mean, there's challenges in every season of life. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's so funny is uh, this morning's my little devotion uh, time it was uh, in Romans, but one of the things that they said, and I wrote this down, was pain can be God's megaphone to get our attention. Mm. Mm. Good. Okay. But see, see, I hear stuff like that, Krista, and I go, uh, "No, God, I don't want the megaphone, and that is not the way we roll." Like, yeah, I just want a tiny little, like a whistle from Pete, <laughs> a little tiny one. Sometimes what I do is I feel like it's like after having a baby, you know, you, you think, oh, my God, this is just was so painful. I don't want to do this again. And then you slowly forget. And so sometimes with my experiences, you're in the middle of it and you're like, oh, my God, why did I say I would be OK to do this again? You know, and yet you get out on the other end and there's so many great rewards and, and changes that happen through that pain that you kind of forget. And then you get in it again. And it's like, yeah. oh, gosh, why did I let that happen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Pain, pain is interesting. And yet when we are in our deepest part and our sadness, if we can really lean into learning something uh, and, and, you know, if I were to say that to my kids when they come to me and they're complaining about something or they're hurting. I, I'm always that one that says, well, what can we learn from this? And sometimes <laughs> you don't want to hear that. No. Nor do you want to learn from it? It's like, I just want to stay here in this yeah. pit and wallow in it. And I don't want to learn. Yeah. It's like, 
pity party of one right here and everybody else leave me alone. I don't need balloons in my party. I just want to sit here and cry in my slippers. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so I, I wanted to talk about, first of all, um, in, in another show, we are having Chanda from Johnny and Friends come on. And so since we were having her as a guest, I just, it, it brought back all of these, it just evoked emotions from when I was a teenager. My mom gave me the book, Johnny, An Unforgettable Story. Did, did you guys read that by any chance? I watched the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Is it weird that I'm going to, I'm about ready to say what an impact she had in my like life. And I didn't know there was a movie. (laughs) I didn't either. I'm like, wait, was there? Yes. You girls must've missed it. Yeah. We we weren't allowed to go to movies. My, my parents had way more better things for us to do to sit in a movie theater. Sherry, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) We were all about going to the library. What's that, Krista? Going to the movies with Sherry can be very fun. Have you booted out? Almost. A few times. Probably just her laugh alone, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, (laughs) this book... Like my mom, we always would go to the libraries. We ride our bikes to the libraries. I loved everything about the library. I I think I've shared that with you guys. I love the smell of books. Like, uh, as a matter of fact, one of the producers on Toginet sent me a aerosol spray where it was the smell of books. Did you even know that was out there? I did not know. That's awesome. Yeah. For Christmas, I got that. But I I love, love, love. I love the smell of the library. I, I love all of that. But I can still remember this book. It had such an impact on me. And the words of Johnny, just sharing her thoughts. She was lying in the water, looking up and not, she wasn't able to understand why she couldn't move. And it, it, it fully engulfed me. Like, I don't know why, but I, I really took on her words. And uh, she was 16 years old. She became a quadriplegic after she dove into shallow water. And she literally woke up trapped in her body. And I don't know if you guys remember just the details. It was so real to me. I felt her despair. I felt her frustration. I felt her anger. And I couldn't get over it. You know how someone with such zest for life, when you say that God uses a megaphone, it's like, no, 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 no. That That is not... Of God, like that is because we are here on this earth and it's not heaven and these horrific things are going to happen. And in one second, she was this, uh, you know, amazing full bodied teenager diving into shallow water and woke up unable to do the most simplest task. And I think my mom was, was smart by giving me this book. There was a, a part of me that although... I get teased about not having the shame gene. You know, the Chris Stott, that video I, I sent you yesterday. Of, <laughs> I, <laughs> I also think that I don't have that amygdala hijack, at least uh, that fight or flight. When I was a teenager, you know how they say your frontal lobe isn't completely formed. Mine must have been a big, huge gap because I didn't see consequences at all. And as a matter of fact, I, I talked about my friend Joydell of us going into the sneaking into the movie theater. 
I hadn't seen Joydell and my other dear friend, Kathy, in like a couple of decades. And we finally went out to coffee or lunch or whatever. And they shared with me how one time we all went to Tonto National Bridge. And I just ran and leaped and, and dove into like off the bridge or off a cliff and said, come on, like, follow me. And they said it was one of those things where it's like, uh, no, we're not that stupid. Like, we're not going to, you know, that whole thing where you jump off a bridge if your friend did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. You're yeah. that friend. Yeah, you're yeah. that friend. I was that friend. And it. this is the funniest part was that I never really thought about it until they brought it to my attention as an adult to go, no, we weren't going to jump off the bridge just because you did. But they did. I was like, but you did, even though they were like, what are you thinking? That's not what we're going to do. So anyway, there was a reason why my mom obviously gave me that book, because she knew I would be the goofball that would make those those choices. But she had such an impact. And also um, Nick Wojciech, I'm probably saying that name incorrectly. Mm -hmm. He is ah, just amazing. And Sherry, we were talking about that earlier of how we get inspired mm-hmm. by people that share their stories. And as much as we lean in, we think, okay, no, 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 no. I do not want that kind of event to take place in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I actually heard him this morning uh, and he was so so moving you know, he's super passionate i just love you and even when you hear his voice he's just like commanding this audience of just power and life and vim and vigor and he said you know you need to when you go through hard things go ahead and sit in it for a little while and it's okay mm-hmm. to grieve it's okay to be there and admit that and share that and tell god you know i don't like this and then he said and then you just take one day at a time, one day at a time, and you grieve and you let time pass. So you also reach out to the Lord. You also keep doing the same things. Like you said earlier, Patty, you do the same things. You keep praying. You keep reading the word. You keep meditating. You keep going to church. You stay in the game. And you also reach out to your community. You reach out to others because you need you need others. Don't isolate yourself. Don't pull away. But you need others. God has created us as social beings. And so he's he's he has four children now. He's married and has four kids. And he yes. says it is it is hard. It is very hard. And some many times he does not feel joyful. He does not feel grateful. And especially during this year, 2020, with all the difficult things that have come our way and how it has dramatically changed so much of our routine, you know, recognize that. And, and acknowledge that, but still in the middle of it, what is God wanting to teach me? What's in it, what's in it for my good and what's in it for God's glory? Don't let that trial come and go and, mm-hmm. not, and not squeeze everything out of it that you should learn. So, yeah, Christette. Well, you know, um, it totally reminds me of when Matthew was diagnosed on the um, autistic spectrum my youngest son, who's now 20 and doing amazing, but I didn't think he would ever get to this point, but I had to grieve it and it was so hard and he was so difficult. And so, but once I started seeing, you know, things change and really opening up and, and 
I noticed how I change. And one of the things that we talked about earlier too is I, I would do it all over again as painful and horrible as, and I know some of you were there right there with me during those years. Um, it made me a better mom. It's made mm -hmm. me more tender towards special needs. And instead of quickly judging a child having a tantrum, my mind goes to, Oh wow. What is their home life? Like mm -hmm. there's something else going on that is creating this child to have, you know, a tantrum or a fit, you know, and, and trying to be sensitive to that parent and it just like distract them or have compassion. I mean, it, it, it changed me mm -hmm. and you know what? I would do it again as hard as it was. And trust me, there was times I wanted to jump off the cliff. <laughs> wow. Well, who Nick is, I don't think for anybody who doesn't know who Nick is, he was born with no arms and no legs. Mm -hmm. And so imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. And thanks. Thanks for that, Debbie. Yeah. We invite people to come sit and have coffee with us. And we're talking about our friend, Nick, that <laughs> no one even knows, but, I, I have to tell you how sensitive I am to what you just said, Kristat. Was Nick came to our church, and this was, I want to say, maybe 2003. Mm -hmm. And so he wasn't married yet. He was just kind of starting his ministry. We probably had 70 people that showed up that night. Like people didn't even, they did not know the significance of what he was going to share. And I was stressing out because I was doing a retreat and I was trying to figure out my own message. And I was in that place of, you know, Moses, I can't speak. I can't do this. I can't do that. All that weird chatter in your head. And I, I just remember sitting there listening to this man up on this platform with no legs, no arms going, oh, yeah, Patty. Oh, poor you. You can't figure out one sentence to put together. So I, I was going through all of this conflict in my in my own head. And then at the end, I was there with my daughter, who was probably, Kaylee was probably about eight and Garrett was 10. They wanted to go up and talk to him. Mm -hmm. And we went up to him. They hugged him. And they it was like they were meeting the president of the United States. They just thought he was just the most amazing man. And Kaylee asked how she could pray for him. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and he goes, pray that God will send me a wife. And that was what he asked for wow. so that night when we were in, you know, their bunk beds and I'm laying there and Kaylee's praying, Kaylee prays that she will be Nick's wife. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no, you don't. I want an Able body Ken with my Barbie inside the little Barbie car. It, it, and so Krista, yeah, here you are saying you, you've had more empathy for special needs. And I'm like, oh no, you don't. That is not a prayer. I will cancel out that prayer. <laughs> Just being you know real what? here, you guys. But that was genuinely that my is thought. Disclosure, real mom stuff. We yeah. say Oh, we just want you to be happy. No, we don't. We need you no. happy with exactly on our list of everything that we, we required for you. But that is, that is, um, that was super honest, Patty. And that was, yeah. how sweet of Callie. And I, how sweet that you completely destroyed her life when she was going to go to the ministry with 
helping stress all over. Absolutely. Well, she could be in full-time ministry with Nick going around the world, changing exactly. people's lives in the name of Jesus. But and nope. Patty axed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, and four beautiful children. Like, does he have twins? Yes. Are those, okay. Twins. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, the, my grand, my future grandchildren. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> you know what's crazy? The um, I, I've seen a, a documentary story on them also. She also carries him a lot. She'll carry him up the stairs or wherever. And I think when I was married, I... I didn't even want to get you a cup of coffee. Much more. <laughs> <laughs> up the stairs? No. He is a saint. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm no longer married. But. Yeah. Well, you know me. I always think of the sex part of it. I know, Patty. And, <laughs> so I'm like trying to get that in my head. Well, I do think everybody does question that. I, I did too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I did. I think it's good. So I'm not, I'm not as weird, but I want to talk about carrying. That's some of the tips of, of how do we get out of this space sometimes of change. And sometimes when we're in the pit and having that person to carry you, I know we talk about that a lot because as girlfriends, we're so passionate about having that support group of who's carrying you. And if you, if you're taking notes, um, even write that down, like you're in this, Shaking notes. <laughs> Sorry, girls. You're the sum of the five people you hang out with, yes. right? Who's carrying you? So write down the five people and figure out who's that person. Like yesterday. Is Chris this your call to action? Is this is this our call to action? This is call it call to action. Yes. Uh, Christette and I were talking yesterday and she, I was being very honest with her. I had a, a bad couple Are of weeks. No. Working yesterday. I don't know what happened. I, I guess they forgot to call us, Debbie, you know, whatever. I don't know. I keep hearing about Patty and Christette. I'm like, Christette, all right, whatever. Then they lunch and then they went shopping and then they went like when they, you know, went on a trip together, whatever. Debbie and I, we had our own party yesterday too. I think <laughs> me and Debbie yeah. did. We did. It was a big one. Okay. Deb didn't answer my phone call yesterday. So uh, I was with some friends and I look at the phone and your, your face comes up like huge on my phone and it says Patty Wyatt. And I go, oh, delete. Sorry. <laughs> I did. Cause I was in the middle of uh, lunch with some family actually. So yeah. Yeah. with some better friends. Yeah. 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 Best friends. Well, good to know. Okay, um, go ahead, Patty. Sh share, share what you learned yesterday, you and Christette. From Christette. I know, right? So I, I was able to vent. And that's my, my thing is that when Christette was like, wow, you know, you, you had a crazy week. And I, I, it took me a while. This is how sad, you guys, my brain was so fried that I was teaching for um, the, the Center of Disease and Control for CDC. And... I, oh my gosh, are you like up there with Dr. Fauci and, and the president? Holy cow. on your Zoom? I hope you did. Right? Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't wear my mask. But um, they're, they're very, they're highly analytical. So when you're talking and you're on the Zoom, it's just, it's cr crickets. And I hope that's not like bad that I'm, I'm saying that because they're super smart, right? I just don't think that. Uh, I, I'm at that level. So it, it, 
causes me to feel less than and it causes me to like I'm not in that intellectual space. So when you're talking about matrix and different systems that have to match up, my head just is like going through the motions. They're never going to hire me again. I need to stop why I'm ahead. Anyway, <laughs> I'm talking to Christette and it's just confidential information. Just that person to be honest with, to go, yeah, no, I, I'm not doing well. And then she shared some stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm going to hold you accountable. And I'm going to ask you next week uh, about that. And that's that's who we need is those friends that you can vent. But at some point, it's like, okay, now it's time to get out of the pit. Like, yeah. you, you can't. You can't stay there, right? Sorry, right. I'll call you later. Yeah. Debbie, can you call me later and share we'll some call. stuff? We're, but this time we're going to talk about them because this is insane. And next time we get near a pit, we're just going to push them in the pit. <laughs> and say, Tag, you're it. Tag, you're it. Have you guys heard that story where you're in the pit and, like, the doctor walks by and yells down? We, we talked about that a couple shows ago. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you would remind me of that because uh, I – I don't know what I did yesterday, yet alone what I did two two weeks ago <laughs> at the show. So we won't we won't go with that again. And that comes up to the tip number two is that stay on a regular schedule because hopefully you'll remember your regular schedule <laughs> when change happens. Yeah. And you know, stick to that. If you know, having your quiet time in the morning or uh, going walking your dog or going for a run, try to stay into that routine mm -hmm. and yeah. check it off as you go. And they also say, if you are in the middle of a huge crisis or if you've had a death in the family or a divorce or whatever it is, don't do anything for one year. Just really let yourself acclimate to your new life. Give yourself one year. And uh, I am telling you, uh, it works. I I just was with some family yesterday, and my ex father in law, we we lost our my ex mother in law, and he immediately moved to another city, mm -hmm. and immediately felt like, oh gosh, what have I done? Mm -hmm. And had he just sat in it? And when I when I uh, when Jim and I split up, I I did go to Florida to be with a girlfriend, and I stayed there for one year. Mm -hmm. And I just let the world kind of uh, get, I needed to get used to being on my own and I needed the world to get used to me being on my own and find out what I was even going to do. And I'm so grateful I took that time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that goes into um, the tip of find someone to vent to. You had your friend there. Carrie, you're my person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christette, we're not going to live this one down. Apparently not. They're already on the phone to each other. I apologize. Okay. Tip number three. What, what do we have so far? We said don't fight the change. Like don't be in denial. Stay to a regular schedule or go live somewhere else for a year and vent to your friend. Right. And uh, find that. That person event too would be the five people in your life that you are the sum of. And write down the positives, yeah. right? That come from the change. Number three was eating healthy. Oh, all right. Eat healthy. Ridiculous. I skipped that because I am an emotional eater. And I, I I wonder if it's because like did did your mom every time you would celebrate something, it would be 
let's go get some ice cream or let's go oh, yeah. make some chocolate chip cookies. Yes. yes. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I like lean into carbs if I'm celebrating or when I'm down, it's like either way, it just let's put ourselves in this happy place by eating sugar. So that's how I soothe myself, find out different ways and what can be soothing to you and then write down the positives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is anyone uh, really doing number four, writing down the positive? I mean, I, I guess you could journal and I do journal, but I guess in a prayer journal or something, but I don't know if that's really practical. And I think eating healthy is even less practical. So I don't know about your stupid tips yet, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a, a different different spin on writing things are positive. Um, there's a practice I did, you know, a couple years ago where you'd write down every day just three things you're grateful for, and that was that was really good. And um, you know, a lot of times they were like girlfriends, ice cream, you know? <laughs> yeah, laughter, you know, share, yeah, you know, fashion. Um, but just writing that down was was good for me to stop and think about that, and then even sometimes then going back and reading it. That's just healthy. Yeah. 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 And I think the, uh, another one, and I'd like to know what your thoughts are, would be to stay off of social media. What, what do you think about that when you're going through change mm -hmm. and why, why should we stay off of social media? Because well, it's so not real. I mean, yeah. everybody's putting their best foot forward. It's like when you're dating somebody, you've got your best foot forward and then six dates in it, you go, Oh, yeah, he did have something hanging out of his nose, but the first day I just let it go. <laughs> it's like a big elephant in the room. Um, yeah, I think it's not real, and I think right now staying out of the news is the best thing we could do for ourselves and our families. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and this might sound really sexist, but I wonder if women, because we we are nurturers too, if it's harder for us to embrace. Um, as I'm saying it out loud, that sounds really sexist, but I really feel like as moms and just the way God wired us, it's harder to take on uh, just tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And maybe it's just me. I feel it and I wear it. And sometimes I just can't have that to be in the news or social media. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not refreshing to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can just take you to a negative headspace, and you don't need that. So you're trying to get away from that. And so, yeah, I, I have many friends who in different seasons have just turned it off and, and purposely not gone there and do other more productive things with their time. Yeah, so, it is helpful. such a time stealer. And it's yeah. also a way to escape rather than really feeling what you're going through or bringing it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. And and I really like that, Debbie. It's it's a way that we escape, and we're not uh, we're not taking that space to either give it up to God or um, be able to be creative, be able to be imaginative, be able to you know go okay, what's next, and what what do I need to be focusing on? How do I? I'm dealing with this change. How can I, how can I move forward? So what are our tips again? Did we have, we come up with seven of them? Uh, Eat healthy. Wow. And if you're near a pit, just go ahead and push your friends in the pit. I didn't hear that. And I heard every night, as long as you're on schedule, keep it the same regular schedule and eat a big bag of M&Ms late at night, every night. I heard that one. 
Your but dog is scheduled, Debbie. That's good. That's good. Christette, what do you have on it? Anything? Right. <laughs> um, right. She has to Patty here with her. Yeah, we already talked about all this, Christette, yesterday. Whatever. Good. Whatever. <laughs> Without them. <laughs> all right. Well, we just want to thank you uh, for listening to us and for sharing your valuable time with us today. We are truly passionate about moving you from here to there to be better and bolder, reminding you to make your chatter count. And we are in it together. Make sure you listen in for next week as we have Chanda, who works with Johnny and friends, will be on the show. Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.